the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Red Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. G Miggs, 5th Street, West Des Moines Valley Junction. Once again, steak night as it is usually on Tuesday night. And the Iowa Hawkeyes play tonight basketball, 8 o'clock p.m. right here at G Miggs. Come on, have a steak. Uh, I think I'm going my fraternity friends from college, a handful of them. The brothers are, are here. Uh, yes, and we've got uh, Tim Wells is driving through a snowstorm to get down here tonight. And so we're going to probably be here watching basketball. You want to come by? Say hi, please do. We'll be here uh, probably a little bit later than the show even. And but that would be thrilling. Well, people, listen, people who meet me love me. You know this, right? uh, Rich, we love that guy. Right right up until they get to know you. That waitress at the 50th Street Tap the other day loved me when I complained about my loaded mashed potatoes. These things happen. Anyway. (laughs) Good Lord. Anyway. uh, This was not the best breakfast I ever had. (laughs) Anyway. It's Hawkeye Huddle tonight down here at G-Migs. Get your steak, watch a game, and listen to us babble for the next uh, 53 minutes. Well, right. So, it, unfortunately, I kind of wish the game was on at 6 or, or so coming right Actually, up. Actually, it, would be, it would be better if it was at 7. seven. Well, I'm going to have to kill an hour with a few when we're on, beverages. We are on early due to you, you and I basketball. You can stay here longer if you want, by the way. Sure, I know. I, so. I know. Um, yes, we are. You and I basketball coming up after us. Uh, let's let's talk real quickly about uh, a, 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 a little bit about men's basketball from this last weekend. Then we'll move into a couple of other subjects before we preview tonight. Hawks lo- lose at Penn State the other day. Number twenty one Penn State, by the way, eighty six eighty nine a three point loss. They had a six point lead with five minutes scope. They were down eight twice in the first half. Twenty five lead changes in this game. Ten ties. It's a terrific basketball game. It really was. It was a terrific basketball game, and Iowa just lost to a team that, to me, does not look like the Penn State teams we've seen in the past. They look, legitimately look like a real basketball team. Well, they are a real basketball team. They've got good players. And, uh oh, hold on. The boss is calling. Make are we sure. off the air? Oh, no, he's oh, okay. telling me when the break is at okay. 5.51. Oh, okay, good. He goes, uh, so nothing bad's happened so far. The, you and your card uh, remain, remain calm. No, no, it was a great game, great setting at the Palestra. Uh, obviously hot. They, they brought in the fans. 86 degrees in there, apparently. So eight, 41 outside, high humidity. Sort of like being at Valley High School gym. Yes, yes uh, back in the day. But now you got these eight-foot guys trying to run around. A lot of slippage. and Yeah, they brought out one fan. They had one fan blowing. Well, there was eight thousand fans yeah. there. They, a lot of lot of them blowing. You're talking well. about industrial yes, fans. Industrial fans. Well, what a, what a nice atmosphere though for Iowa. And here's here's again what I like about this team. Now we're going to have to talk about their, their their bench continues to shorten, but in the face of adversity, in a very in a raucous crowd atmosphere, people going nuts right on top of you. Uh, they weathered a lot of storms. Now they did turn the ball over 15 times the other night, uh, other day, which was a little bit more than you'd like to see. No question. But. Uh, they made a lot of big shots. They made a lot of good defensive plays. In the end, really what happened is Penn State threw in a couple of really long three-pointers, right? And Iowa didn't. And they had, Iowa had a couple of execution issues down the stretch. Now, please tell me that we're not going to start to see this again where they can't score in the last five minutes of the game. They did score, but we also had Connor McCaffrey trying to go one-on-four to score uh, with under two minutes to go, and then Ryan Creener throwing up a three-pointer. I, th- I actight, actually think with, uh, uh, Creener panicked. 
um, in in that moment. For some reason, I think he thought the shot clock was still still going. I, I agree. Yeah. And so he, the ball came out, and he chucked up a thirty footer, which he did hit hit iron. <laughs> so so that was good. But it, you know, at the end of the day, the Hawks fall short over there at Penn State. And you know, I I you know I don't frequent the message boards and and do those kinds of things very often. I do I do follow the Twitter though. And anybody who thinks that Fran made a bad decision by playing at the Palestra is wrong. Um, if you look at the national pundits who watch that game, they're like, oh, my gosh, in the, one of the greatest venues for college basketball. It's probably in the top three. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, listen. listen. Poly, Poly Pavilion in the old days and maybe the Palestra. And certainly for history, I think, you know, I think the Palestra may have, may have had – the most NCAA basketball games. That's true. Played it. Yeah. Did I hear that? I think what it is is they've had the, the the most different teams in there. Before. Is that what it, it might is? Be the most games. I think it's the most different teams. I can and, tell and you when St. Joe's beat DePaul, and the DePaul was the number one seed in the in the entire yeah. tournament. It happened at the Palestra. Yeah. Listen, or Dayton. If they go one up, of those, if two. they go up to Happy Valley, <laughs> and that Dayton. cavernous building that they've got up there, and in front of the same number of fans, lose a game. We're all sitting here going. Okay, even though Penn State's pretty good, you're like, okay. Penn State's very good. They're, the, this is saying, the best team that they've they've had. I, I don't get upset about losing to a full gym in that. Absurd. Since Listen, Cronin. Right. I wish Iowa, I, I, if you know, I love Car- Carver Hawkeye just because it's Carver Hawkeye. But at the end of the day, the old field house had that kind of charm, right? So if Iowa had that kind of atmosphere, if Penn State played in that court every game, they would. I know it's. I know it's well, a terrible gym. They would have gym. to move to Philadelphia. My point is, <laughs> they would be so much tougher, right? It's. It's like Rutgers. Rutgers was really smart about one thing. When they rebuilt their gym, because their their old gym actually was literally a wall on one side, and right through the eighties, when they built their new gym, it's still small, right? right? It's still tiny. It's still. And you know why not? If you're if you're hey, going to only draw that many people, why not? If Drake was smart. Now, see, Drake, when, right. I, when I was yes. a kid, 11, 12, 13,000 people down at Vets Auditorium. Yeah, yeah. The entire student. Lewis bo- Lloyd, the whole thing, right? Well, Obviously, even before a, him, Wayne Kreklow, Chad Nelson. Right. It's a real uh, basketball program. Back right. Then, I yes. mean, Larry Bird played there in yeah. front of, and Pop Wright, and played in front of 14,000 people. And it was an incredible I atmosphere. I played home and home with them in 1980. Is that right? Yes. Well, I, re- I remember yeah. watching Iowa come down and well, Ronnie Lester taking over a game in Des Moines. So that makes sense. But then when they built the Nap Center, the idea there made a lot of sense. It's a nice little arena, but it's it's just the right size for them. When they have the, the when they have people when the they only, have a, a fan following coming to watch them play, they're right on top of things. The only team that has gone the other way is Creighton. Because when I was going to school there, they played in the Civic Auditorium. Yeah, it was anyway, seven yeah. seven thousand. Now they built the Quest Center. But and they're in Omaha, and they're Omaha's. They're effectively the only basketball team in Nebraska, right? Which we'll probably get to yeah, here we'll in get a to second. In a little bit, yes. But uh, if it, yeah, so, they're so, the only good basketball yeah. team in Nebraska. So Luca Garza goes for thirty four the other day. Unfort- and by the way, his eighth double double of the year. Thirty four and twelve. Thirty four and fourteen. How many games have they played? Twelve games or thirteen? Uh, 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 ten and four, right? All okay, right, fourteen games. Yeah, uh, but he misses seven free throws. Now, how does a guy who shoots? I think it was nine of thirteen from the field, but he misses. He goes like seven of fourteen. Well, from the a line. the shots are further. Um, B, <laughs> I guess so. I, I here's what I actually believe. I believe that 
uh, Luca's got two problems when he's shooting, especially in the second half. Um, I was listening to Bobby. I had to run an errand at yeah, halftime, yeah. and Bobby's like, uh, "Luca, you got to stay on the line." I almost texted Bobby and said, "Tell Luca to stay on the line." Is he fall, fall, stepping that, off? That's what Bobby Hansen said. And then, secondly, you have to imagine there's fatigue. He is getting pounded. He is getting beat up. He does not get fouled or fouls called on every time that he gets the ball. But I can assure you, every time that Luke is getting the ball, he is getting hit. And he's getting beat beat on. And and that, that will take it out of you. And you get to the line, and all of a sudden you kind of just try and relax and gather yourself. But there's no question. If he goes... 10 for 14, you're in overtime. Yeah, that's what I said to Andrew. 12, we were watching. 12, for, 12 or, you know, or 11 said, for 14, just, you win. If he's just 10 for 14, we're in overtime. Right. Uh, which is, but you, know, how are you going to tell the guy who le- led your team in scoring and rebounds I, that? I, I don't and, know. And who do you think is the most disappointed guy in the, in the whole barn? Absolutely. Is, is Luca Garza. And, and, you know, not completely segueing into tonight's game, but Nebraska has no one. Remotely close, who's able to able to defend Luca Garza? I mean, Luca could go for forty tonight, which may well be the way they need to go based on the number of guys they're going to have to play. Well, tonight, it so. appears we've got a guard issue, R- right? I, so I did talk to. We're not going to have Tom Kakert on tonight. I did text him today and I asked about C.J. Frederick, and he goes, he made the trip, so at least he's there. So whatever the foot issue is, is if he listen, if he's got a stress, stress fracture and he's trying to play through it, sit tonight. So go ahead, sit. Although the fact is, losing to a Nebraska tonight would be worse than it, it would be a bad loss on your schedule, right? On your net and all that stuff. So it, it really does turn out to be a fairly important. You know, you know, you know Nebraska's know. had some good success lately. Or they're they're the most inconsistent team, uh, without question, in the Big Ten. Uh, took Purdue to overtime, took Indiana to overtime, uh, got rocked by Rutgers. Yeah. Um, you know, so they've been playing okay at times, but they have no big big man presence. Uh, Iowa should completely own the inside tonight. And, uh, you know, certainly I, whether it's a win by one or ten, a win is a win is a win it, we'll take, on, the ro- we, on the road we'll take. to the Big Ten. Uh, a couple of other things. Joe Toussaint was the Big Ten freshman of the week this week for his 18 points against uh, uh, against Penn State. Now I didn't realize he had 18. Well, well, he, he did make the three at the end to make it really close. If you bought right, half a point, if you bought the half point, but but let's let's go back. All right, just two games ago was when he was yanked and played four minutes. Right, because he because he got ahead of himself, and we we were talking last week about Fran's change as a coach. And one of the things that, that I loved last week was he, he, you know, Fran went ahead and started him again, right? Right. And he started him again on Saturday. And guess what? The kid, the kid's gonna make mistakes, but boy, there's so much talent there. There's so much speed there. I think actually, to me, he's a key tonight. When well, you, when you start looking at who at who's available in the uh, in the guard court, because apparently Connor McCaffrey was sick on Saturday. And then was blowing chunks on Sunday, so he was really sick on Sunday. So who chunks knows? his cat? Well, I'd hope I hope not. I'm hoping to, you know. All right. Yeah, but but in any any. Well, but, today's Tuesday. I mean, if you got the flu, the puking flu, that doesn't usually last more than a day or two. If it's the actual flu, no not just, man, not just a, a food bug. The actual does. flu is a respiratory ailment uh, and illness. Uh, you Don't you think that those flu. kids got flu shots? You would think so, but. 
I, I don't know. Could have been a cheesesteak issue. I'm hoping it wasn't a cheese. I'm hoping it was, and it's out of his system, and he's good to go, and then literally out of his system, right? Not just figuratively. But uh, that having been said, Joe Toussaint had a really nice game the other day in a lot of different ways, and he is so fast. It's going to make a difference. Uh, Iowa played pretty good defense for most of the game. I thought Penn State got away from a, just on runs and spurts. You, you know, it's interesting it's, you say that, and yet they gave up 89. Well, but it's the it's the transition points you give up off of the turnovers that are the problem, right? Well, and allowing. The, the half-court defense I don't wanna, is so much better than I don't want to say allowing a team to make their last five shots because I think Penn State threw in a couple prayers. I'm with you on yes. that. But they also they, they threw an alley-oop for a dunk. The guy drove, did a little sidestep. Made a four-footer. Uh, dude ran over Creener. <laughs> dude took five steps and passed the ball. And got, that know. was ridiculous. Uh, how in the world they missed it? We all know what I'm talking about, right? Everybody yes. watched the game. Well, he's, at the top, he's at the top of the key, and he made the Euro step. And then went sideways again. And then went two more. Yeah. And then, yeah, no, I mean, that happens. And actually, if you're interested you ever read Jay Billis, the Illustrator uh, articles that he puts From on ESPN? Yeah. There, he had a really good point uh, about officiating, and he and his point was that the officials are not bad, but that the the manner by which they have been told to officiate has taken essentially refereeing almost out of the game, and they're not calling what everyone would would deem to be obvious fouls and violations. Um, and they they be, then they get put into this judge position about flopping and Flop, back, they got all flopping. these weird You've got yeah. and you you move back the arc and now the ball comes off a guy's hand. Whose ball is it? You know, in the old days, you called it that way. It was that way. That was it. Yep. And we didn't have to go to the go to the uh, John or uh, John Huggins hair monitor every every freaking five minutes in. And I tell you what, it ruins the pace and the and yeah. the rhythm yeah. of a basketball game when you have to do it. It would be really, really nice to watch a really close basketball game go without. Hey, we need to go to the monitor and see if this guy stepped on stepped on the line or whatever. And I mean, I understand they want to get it right, but good lord! I mean, if the dude knocks down a twenty-two footer and his toes on the line, don't you think at Minnesota three years ago when the guy was standing out of bounds and caught the basketball well, and threw it back in somebody? Should have had a monitor caught that. Well, I you mean, come on. You would have thought. I mean, yeah, considering yeah. we sit at a bar drinking all day, and we, and we can, can tell they're out right, of bounds. Pie eyed, and we can figure that out. Um, and no, no, it, just it really one does. eye closed, not both. It depends on how long we've been here. Well, that's true. Um, no, I, I would agree. With you. It slows the pace down, and it's, it's it's a little difficult. By the way, not to uh, not to throw this Nebraska game out of the way, but let's say they do win this. You got Maryland on Friday night. We're going to talk more about that as well. I'm going, by the way. Yeah, good. So it ought, to, ought to be fun. So Maryland, obviously. Company party. Yeah. Right during the game. <laughs> right? Really? Yep. How are you going to make that work? I don't phone? know. Uh, on your phone? Yeah. Let's sit there and watch the game on my phone. No, I'd, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I, I, I'd do it. The other thing they'll miss, and when we're talking about the half-court defense, is that C.J. Frederick, to me, is really – he's been one of the defenders that has really helped, particularly in that zone. But um, I think he's a pretty de- he's pretty good defensively, and I think that that's the other thing that hurt them the other day is that you were short not only a three point shooter, but you're short a defender, and in in that hot gym and the tire and you know so when you start to say well they gave up eighty nine, 
You're playing with a short bench. You're playing normally. You know, Fran playing. Nor- he plays with eleven guys, twelve guys. Well, and I mean, you know, the Hawks have had great, great luck playing with with eight guys primarily and throwing a ninth dude in there. Um, you know, when you got to put in Riley Till, you know who I thought played really good the other day. I thought Cordell Pemsel played really good for what he is. Well, I, 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 okay, so during my errand, what happens? Bobby Hanson. Creener has to go out. Bobby Hansen goes, uh, we need five good minutes out of Cordell Pemsel, yeah. 551. Okay. So what does Cordell Pemsel do? I think he gets six rebounds, plays some adequate defense. I mean, some of those balls were loose balls. He, he tracked down a loose ball and yeah. kept it in. Yeah. I mean, somebody's got to grab the L- freaking listen, ball. Listen, this is what I said, because we both, uh, I'm, I'm now to the point where, and I, I was a bit of a fan a couple of years ago, right? I well, think, he brought a toughness. He right. brought some athleticism. I think his injuries I, have hurt him in that regard. I got And his it. offensive game has gone to, to, that's, to kaput. That's the thing. The one time he got the ball offensively, he catches the ball at the top of the key, takes two steps, and throws it out of bounds. I mean, literally, just throws it out of bounds. Well, this is his problem. Well, so and Joe, to that point, Joe Toussaint threw an alley oop to Luca, which okay, he gets fouled, and then unfortunately missed the missed the two free throws. He had a lane to, to the, the basket and go, go and fit. And I understand yeah. deferring to the older, bigger yeah. dude yep. and I, those sorts of things. But I guarantee on film, Fran had to say, dude. Luca you got, got a, one and two out of that. And, you you and got to lay, go yes. to the basket, yeah, and, yeah. and that guy can finish. And if he does get fouled, it's a good free throw shooter. He's a good free throw shooter. And if none of those things happen and they block the ball and it goes out of bounds, well, Black you've made you've made an aggressive play. And that was a play. That was a big point. A big, big play. And they were kind of rambling around, but that was a big play at the end of the game, last five minutes. And I we saw that too. It was like, oh, just finish that, Joe. It's amazing he didn't right. But he kind of took a step and thought, well, Luca's right there, right? But well, boy. he threw the alley oop like Luca was going to go dunk it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're, he's, yeah, he's not playing on the that, courts down, down in New York. That's not what's going to happen right there. It's probably not. Um, either way, I got one question for they you. Drop, they they did drop out of the AP top twenty-five. They dropped to number twenty-six after losing. We got but, we got we got uh, three minutes before the break. Let me ask you this question. Okay. I didn't see Joe Wieskamp have a shot in the last five minutes of the game. Am I wrong? So, tell me where I'm wrong. Uh, uh, he had twenty. He had he had a he had a twenty three points, but it's first right. double double ever. But it just I, seemed like all of a sudden at the end of the game. He, he, I don't know. I don't think so. I saw the, you tweet the, that. And the I'm only like, play, yeah. the only play that I saw him make was. So did they cover him up or did did, did they? Just I don't know. In in, I just I would I want the Jimmy from Hoosiers. Moment where the guy goes, I think I'll, Joe can take him. No, I'll, it, ma- I'll make it. Or yeah, in, in right. Joe nods, and all of a sudden he starts going to the basket and do, doing those kinds of things, I, and I, or making making obviously threes. I just, I would love to see him just assert himself a titch more. So here's titch. That's my mom's word. That's nice. <laughs> I I would agree with you in this. Here's what Iowa has had happen a number of times. Under Fran McCaffrey, is somebody becomes a focal point. Peter Jock, uh, right? Obviously, Tyler Cook. Any number of guys have become a focal point, and what happens is by the middle of the season, you see a lot of the other. They pass the ball around, and they give it to that guy, and they all step away. Right. And just let that guy play. And actually, that's what happens with Connor right now. Right. The average number of dribbles, Connor McCaffrey. You watch tonight. Seven. Seven. Seven point five dribbles. 
Um, but, after he passes the ball and gets it back before he moves the ball again. But my point on this is <clears throat> they they need to start to set stuff. for, And if they aren't, they need to start setting things for Joe Wieskamp. And I'm not just talking and about I, a high pick and roll. I'm talking right. about... I'm talking about stuff where he's cutting away. Run away the picket from, fence at him. What, Swinging what, gate, whatever you call it. What, get him whatever around. it is. Yes. Uh, out of bounds plays where he gets the ball and, and he's going to shoot it. And they have those. Right? I know. They We've do. seen it. We've, We've all seen, seen it. it. What they need to do is there needs to be a few times where they come down court and they literally. Or go 1-4. And, 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 and Joe took him get that. He went to the side one time, basically moved Luca out of the way and took it to the basket and made it. It's like, I mean. Okay. He, he had a couple step backs. There. Allow, hey, allow mean, us to yes. do that more often. I mean, this is and 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 his his issue needs to be when I miss, I got to keep shooting because I can shoot. I am Joe Wieskamp. I can shoot. You know, I am legend. I can do this. And 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 that's what what they need. He needs to be what you said there at the end of the game. He needs to be as big a threat as Luca Garza. He has to be right on that same page, and he wasn't the other day. I don't know whether that's how that works. Maybe it just gets too easy to look at, at the guy who's got 34 points at that point and give him the basketball. But we didn't see enough of Joe at the end of that. That was that was my in. It just okay. You're watching. You're not. You're not really charting or doing anything. You know where 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 did he go? And. The other thing that happened towards the end of the game, I wouldn't get one run out or fast break point in the last probably eight minutes of the game, whereas they were getting some of those during the middle and early parts of the game. They were getting run outs and easy baskets. It seemed like Iowa had to work harder uh, at the end of the day. I, I think so. Maybe right right at that, there was a point in time where Penn State seemed to just just take that step. But i got to give it uh, Pat Chambers. I think is is doing a terrific job with that program, and I think that they've they've gotten a lot together uh, as time goes on. How are we getting on here? We're good. He, right. He's we're extended a minute or two, so we're good. <laughs> hey, throwing we, us off a little here and there. It's like right. it's like the old days a little, on a, we're on a try podcast. Try to do some wrestling talk. We needed an extra microphone because Wells is here, and we can't do. He didn't show up in a singlet though. That's all right. Uh, we did request that, although he wore this hat in, which is like mine, but he wears it better than I. I Way do. better. Way better. You did, yeah, you don't have the singlet on. What's the deal? Well, it's, it's a, oh, it is it's cold. Too cold. And, uh, there, and you got uh, weather, shrinkage. You got all kinds of issues. Well, he did drive through a blizzard. To That's get right. Down here. So, uh, but we are going to get a, into a little wrestling because they're into it in earnest here uh, with the Big Ten coming up. Although this week's got a little bit easier versus what's going on later. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Women's basketball. And we got to talk a little bit about football and who's going where and and everything. It's a little bit. What well, Gina's going pro? I mean. Okay, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on as well. And our Templeton, uh, not Templeton, right? Our Foundry last Foundry call, because we want to make sure we put pump is that next yes. week. Next week we're going to be over at the Foundry, which is was Eleventh Street here, Eleventh and Railroad uh, here in West Des Moines. We're not going to be here at G-Migs. We're going to be over there. You can stop by. They're going to be open special on Tuesday. And Bruce is bringing appetizers from G-Migs, free, free appetizers, free, and you can go in and you will taste some of the distilled spirits that are produced right here in West Des Moines. Or if they don't have uh, haven't made what it is that you want, they'll have some other stuff for you that'll that'll fill in. Yeah, that's but gonna I be really. That'll you can be get fun. their corn whiskey right, and you can get that. They've got. Uh, and I and I believe the Hawks play at seven. Yeah, right, how's right. that work? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out uh, what so network. So the Fox Sports One gives you a seven o'clock, and its Big Ten Network gives you six and eight. 
Well, and ESPN gives you six, six and eight. eight. In the Big Ten, maybe right. th- maybe that's it. But yeah, it must so, be FS1. Must. So next week we're over at the distillery. Who do they play next? The week? The Foundry Distillery on well, Tuesday. Now you got me on. <laughs> All right, we'll be yeah, back. We're, we're really knowledgeable. On the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred, the champ. The Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred, the champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle Two. And we're back here at G Migs in West Des Moines Valley Junction Fifth Street Steak Night. Hawkeye night. Hawks on uh, versus Nebraska in a couple of hours here. Uh, looks like Maryland just getting started here. Who are they playing? Ohio State. Ohio State uh, right now, and then Iowa and Nebraska at 8 o'clock. And a uh, bunch of good friends in the house. We're a little early tonight. We went 5.30 until now. We're going to finish up at 6.30 for UNI basketball. 6.24 so, for those who are counting. <laughs> It's really hard if we don't. Ha- they're throwing us off of our game. A That's right. Bit. Jacob's taking care of us. And so it's good. Um, so Tim Wells, our, our friend here, uh, comes down from Minneapolis every now and again, talking wrestling with me here just a little bit ago. And, and if I had an extra microphone, we'd just throw him on. We need to do that when, he, when we know he's coming. Here's, here's, so they start off the Big Ten in earnest. They're, first of all, Midlands champions, again, no big right. deal. But they did set a team scoring record at the Midlands. Well, and imagine what, what it would have been had Spencer right. Lee. He didn't even wrestle. They didn't, they uh, didn't win that weight. Fin- finished it out. Right. 196.5 points, five champions. They win that. They didn't have him wrestle because what they're doing and what Tim's been telling me here is that they Iowa wrestlers, to, to, the, to the guys who go and watch and really pay attention, have started to fade a little bit down the stretch the last couple of years. They've gotten tired. And Tom's starting to talk about resting guys, and he doesn't want to do it against the gauntlet that's coming up here later in the month. Now, this weekend, they're at Indiana on Friday night. They're at Purdue on Sunday. No big deal. They'll be fine, right? Right. Probably, then, pro- probably you know, go, what is there's tw- 20 matches. They'll probably go 17-3. and three. Right. But then it's uh, we got Ohio State, Penn State, and, and Oklahoma State coming into Carver-Hawkeye. No, it, I believe it's Nebraska. Nebraska. But, well, I thought uh, they wrestled Nebraska already. No, it's, okay. I think it's it's numbers 2, 3, and 4. Penn State's 2, Ohio State's 3, and Nebraska's 4. Uh, coming in in succession this month. Then, it's, quite, it's, it's, why, it's why Iowa, they've sold out their, their season ticket packages for wrestling. And as they get through this. Now, so so here's, here's my, biggest, guys, my biggest beef. In the old days, Channel 11, public television would have. Can't do it anymore. Y- your Iowa wrestling. I know. And now. We got to rely on Big Ten Network, and CBS, a, CBS a, Sports yes. Network, yes. Uh, those other outlets in order to to find the wrestling match, and it it's same announcers. You know, it's it, like there's right. They they grab the Iowa the Iowa the Tim guys. Johnson and uh, Jim Gibbons usually are the are the two dudes. But regardless, it, those wrestling meets are so much fun uh, to watch uh, if you can't make it to Carver Hockey, but if if you can. And I'm not even sure you can. I'm not even sure there's tickets available. Yeah, some of them are sold out already. That's that's absolutely You know, I'm true. certain the Penn State is sold out. But uh, go watch these Iowa wrestlers. This is the year that Iowa has has a legitimate true shot, uh, barring, you know, horrific injuries and those kinds of things, to w- bring back the national championship. Uh, guys like Spencer Lee and, and that are not taking the year off, which many of the other uh, top wrestlers in the country are. Uh, for Olympics and those kinds of things, and Spencer Lee's like f that. I'm going to I'm going to be best freestyle wrestler, the best college wrestler. So the, it will be Nebraska on January 18th. That's on the Big Ten Network, by the way. Ohio State uh, also on the 24th on the Big Ten Network, 
And then Penn State uh, on the 31st. Also, It looks like they're all in the Big Ten. All right, that's good. So we're going to be able to watch them, okay? And so you'll see those. I guess Oklahoma State's later, right? Yep, yeah, Oklahoma must be. State's later. They've got Michigan. they got Minnesota. Uh, but that's all coming up. And then national championships are up in Minneapolis at U.S. Bank Stadium. I... We need to road trip. <laughs> Let me tell you why. When, so it's when, not when, just this when, when are they? March twenty fourth. What's uh, March nineteenth through the twenty first? All right. Let me tell you this. My man here. Yeah, no, I and his friend, his friend Kyle Baird, who's listening on a stream right now, and wishes he could be here with his fraternity brothers tonight. They go to a lot of these. They're they've got their tickets, and when you're my with friends them, Tom Rosso, when you're with uh, them, guys I work with, it's a lot of fun to be out and about. And I'm telling you right now, that is going to be an absolute blast because Iowa. This is a legitimate chance this year, not just in one. You know, it's not just a couple of weight classes. They got a shot at not only at at, at several national champions, and they've got a shot in a, a number of cases to get. You know, runners up, semifinals. You know, guy, you know, guys, guys like, are going to be all over the place. Guys like DeSanto could either win or finish eighth. And they're going to sell sixty thousand seats to this thing. Right? That's incredible. So, um, it and I mean, like you're not you're not talking about just uh, for the entire meet. You're no, talking, about talking about for like per day. Yeah, for the finals or right. whatever. Or the finals for sure. There, there'll be forty or fifty thousand people in there. I mean, how fun Hawkeye is fans that? Are going to realize that this is something they can do? They can actually go. get there, right? Because why? You know why? Because Hawkeye fans are Hawkeye fans. we got a chance to win something. We're going to be there, right? There's, Absol- it's, well, it's wrestling. It's wrestling, exactly. So, anyway, a lot of fun to come on that. By the way, Alex Marinelli was the co-wrestler of the week in the Big Ten. So, I'm just going to start to point this out because here we, we went with Joe Toussaint, freshman of the week in the Big Ten basketball. Marinelli, co-wrestler of the week. And well, on the women's Katie basketball, Doyle. Kathleen Doyle. There we go. Yeah, is the women's Big Ten player of the week in basketball. I think she had 30-some-odd points uh, in one of their wins. So the Hawkeye women, uh, they go out after the they, disapp- disappointing game in Nebraska, right? Without question. They come home. They play Illinois. They win 108-72. to 72. They break the school record for scoring. 108. To 72. 108. Then they go on ro- the road Were they to playing Golden State? <laughs> they go on the road to Northwestern the other day, which, by the way, it was when we were sitting watching the Vikings, it was over on the other TV. I was kind of half watching. I'm sure you were. Northwestern was 12-1. and one. Iowa won by 26 points at Northwestern the other day. Are the Lady Hawks rated? No. They, no. Flying under the radar? Close. Flying under the radar. Are we still? But they're, they're definitely an NCAA uh, bu- bubble team right now, if not better. And uh, it's in at 11-3, and 2-1. Doyle did have a great week, and they've got a couple of games this week. Maryland Thursday, and then uh, I believe Indiana. Well, you know that's going to be a tough game. Favored to win the Big Ten. And uh, Indiana on Sunday. I don't think either one of them are on TV, but I might be wrong. Maryland's got uh, Zoe from yeah, uh, West Point Valley. Valley. Yeah. So, really fun to see how that team is developing. They're a guard-oriented team that is using this new Chinzano. Uh, uh, it has replaced Megan Gustafson. Down low, she does a, she's done a great job of impersonating Megan <laughs> Gustafson, but you're never going to be Megan Gustafson, right? But uh, so is Luca Garza. She's, she's a presence down low that is is new this year that has has done a remarkable job filling in. But it's a guard oriented team that can shoot lights out when they get going. And you know they went up to Iowa State. Iowa State's won a couple of big games up there in Ames this year. Iowa's played very well. You got to give uh, we we harp on it, but you got to give Bluter a little bit of do every once in a while and watch that Are you that kidding team. me? She's gotta a Hall of Fame coach. Got to be. Absolutely. Got to be. 
Speaking of Hall of Fame coaches, somebody was posing the question. I don't know where whether it was on the Twitter or on on uh, Maine killed him. No, Kirk Maine? Ferentz is a Hall of Fame coach. Should be. No, he will be. Never had a coach with what? It, what? It, there's a winning percentage that there's never been a coach. He doesn't have the winning percentage. I he went guarantee like five you five and twenty at Maine or whatever it was. Three. He's a three-time National I Coach of the Year. He's he going to. I know he should Out, be. Outside of winning a national championship, Kirk Ferentz is going to have done everything that a coach can do. What are we getting free tastings of here? At, we've got ultra. I don't know. We're on, the, we're on the radio right now. We'll be happy to do that in ultra a bit. How's that? Ultra something light. Good Lord. You give Ridge or, something free. Organic light. He will stop in the I'm middle gonna, of Interstate 35 and pull spiked, over for the, a free seltzer. You the spiked, spiked seltzer or the ultra organic light? i got to try the organic light. Uh, yeah, here. There we go. Come on down to G-Mix. Free drinks. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, Anyway, so, yes. So, is he a Hall of Fame coach or not? Yes. Here's the thing. But it's, I I can't remember what the winning percentage is. 600? It might be 600. It might be a little bit better than that. He's not there, and he's not going to get there because of Maine. Right? He's there at Iowa. I, you're right. I I can't see how you leave him out as a three-time national coach of the year. And, the ridiculous, I mean, the situation he's in at Iowa is not one where if you win this percentage of games, you can't be looked upon as one of the better coaches. You just it's Well, Hayden made it, right? Yeah, but he didn't have the main. Hayden was at SMU. He was at North Texas State. Hayden won a bunch of games other places, too. Never had those years where he was. I, I agree. Well, with you. you got to keep in mind. College football is different today, by the way. So maybe vote. If you votes. If you take out. His first two years at Iowa, where he was what three and twenty, cupboard was bare. Came in or yes. three and eighteen or something like that. Yes, or four. One 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 in one, ten. One win or and one in eleven. Two, and one win and then three wins. Yeah, so no he, one win and two wins. No four three. Three. He won three of the last four games. That or uh, something like beat Penn State. Beat Iowa. Beat, no. beat Penn State, <laughs> Northwestern. Beat Michigan State. In the, he had. He had he had Michigan State for his first Big Ten win. Beat uh, beat Penn State. Penn State and Northwestern at home. And he had and in his first year, his only win was North Northern Illinois. Illinois. Uh, that I that, remember. That neither well, do you? Because neither of us were there because we. I were, totally remember. Do you know what we were doing? No. It was Scotty Stewart's second birthday or something 1990 like that. no maybe his first maybe his first birthday and they bought pony rides and we you and i <laughs> that's had right our boys on in the, a cul-de-sac, in the cul-de-sac <laughs> and they had ponies in the cul-de-sac and we were watching it on TV. it's riveting radio but i'm telling you kirk ferren's a hall of fame coach and anyone who doesn't say that or believe that is absolutely Can nuts come here and take it up with you bring it up to me no, I, i'm the guy without listen, the hat on tonight you asked me in the middle of the year are you tired of him and I and I and I we were going off the air. You always ask me the best question when I don't get a chance to respond. No, that's the whole point. No one else wants to hear. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but what I'm tired of the one thing I'm tired of, I really want more gap blocking. I want more scheming. You know I what I want it? more of? I want more USC offensive game planning. Well, I want more USC defensive backs playing against Iowa who don't stay at home. No, but, I, but I'm telling you I want more kinds of game planning yeah, in that I, regard. I, I, I agree. You've got, you you finally have playmakers. Yeah, so Amir Smith-Marset. Use them. Uh, Tyrone Tracy. Use them. Brandon yep. Smith. Get them the ball. Yep. 
you've got an NFL quarterback, which none of us believe is going to play, but I guarantee you the Pittsburgh Steelers are taking Nate Stanley in the sixth round. Because <laughs> he's... Because he, he's a mirror image. Of he is guy. Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. so and he's got he's got a great yeah. arm. He's working on a lot of things, and the kid's going to get a chance to hold a clipboard. I guarantee you, because he's six four two forty five, and he can get you four yards on a on a quarterback sneak. That that's big, but but you're, you you asked me, and so yes, we're kind of tired of this. So my my answer to that was, I'm tired of this, some of the things that I think are the Achilles heel of Kirk Ferentz, but you can never be tired of winning. You can never be tired of eight or nine wins a year. Or right? ten like they got this year. Or ten. You can never be tired of the fact that you're in every ball game. Seriously, they're two you plays can, away from being 12-1. and one. You can't be tired of that. I was tired. The only time I was legitimately tired was in 2012 when they were four and eight. And th- things looked like. And they, they didn't have the talent coming in. They didn't have. I, that was a point in time. But at, after that, you go back to the last five years. You're talking about an average eight, nine wins. You know, this has been really. Aren't something. they like number eight or nine in the country yes. in total number They're wins? One of only like ten teams that have been, that have had uh, that number of wins over that period of time. I can assure you, there's a there's a so team up, up north, thirty miles from where we yeah. are right now, who would give anything to have that kind of consistency. Well, they feel like they have. They've reached the six win plateau now. Well, a see, number of times in a row. There, so there you that's go. Almost and, as good in there. In their book, that's as good. I'm also going to tell you there's a team that's uh, 150 miles to the west of us yeah. who would do anything to have the kind of uh, winning percentage yeah. over the last five, I, six I years. I still love the guy when I was walking out of the stadium that says, enjoy your mediocrity. And I'm like, what, the 60 wins we've what, had? kicking over, your ass for the, the last four years? The 60 wins we've had over the last five years, you think that's mediocrity when you're sitting at the bottom of the Big 12, 10? Only Illinois is as bad as you. Yeah, whatever, dude. Um, let's there, do- there was a guy who wrote a letter to the editor of the uh, Omaha World Herald who basically said that Nebraska should leave the Big Ten, screw the money, and go independent so they have a better chance I of saw that. scheduling right, exactly. themselves to a national so champion. They're, they're going back to their old formula, which was they only played two games a year. I'm, uh, I'm, Iowa were- State and Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I will submit this. I, I will say that any Nebraska fan can sit right here and explain to me how the Big 8 was a tough conference or the Big 12 was a tough conference when they were good, but I will call them a liar. Well, the big, played the big, I, would, I, would give, I would give the Big 12. They had Oklahoma or Colorado every year, and then they didn't play anybody else the whole year, But and so they would go into the National Bill Championship. Bill Snyder made Kansas State decent. When they became the Big 12, Texas A and M, K State, OU, and Nebraska—all those teams were legitimate at times. And Nebraska wasn't any. They weren't good at that point. Well, except for they went to two national championship games that in spite of losing the Big Twelve but that championship wasn't when game Bill, one year. That was that was pre Bill Snyder. No, no, no. That was Bill Snyder during the Big Eight world. It was one game a year. Whoever won Nebraska, right. Oklahoma went the right. Orange Bowl. Right, right. And in fact, and, Colorado and, and, and in fact, one year. They played, and then they played again in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Yep, I'm, I'm just saying, it's it's a different world. Now. I have a question before, because we're, we're coming on, up on this, and I, this should be our foundry distillery last call. Good, but, well, I was going to say, we, we, we have Geno Stone going pro. To me, good luck. You're a sixth or seventh round pick. Dude. No, he's, I think he's a fifth fifth round pick. Okay, good luck. Dude, I, I, I have a this. I, want, I have a. I have a personal I theory. I, I have I'm a wrong, personal theory on this. It's a bad idea. No, my personal theory is this: 
is that there is something underlying in Geno Stone's life that we don't know about, whether it's, it's school, family finances. It's get, uh, it makes more sense. Something along that uh, line. Our friend Tim Fisher that used to, that used right. to help produce his show when we were on a, another one of the uh, stations the, the stations in this uh, group, this family, uh, said, said as much, tweeted at me as much yesterday when I said I think this is a mistake. And, and, and he, There's something underlying that we right, don't but, know. Right. And, and if he has an opportunity to be Micah Hyde and be a fifth-round draft choice for a decent football team, uh, Patriots, I mean, you know, Patriot guys, Patriots love I, the Hawks. I think Vikings he's an NFL love the talent. Hawks. I do. I just think you're, I think you're possibly giving yourself up on second-round money. Possibly, maybe third. And you know the thing that is, De- Des stayed, and he probably had that, and he fell, fell, and then but, two years later he's all pro, and he's going to get paid on that second contract. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, hey. You can't tell a guy not to go make money. If you're if you were a chemistry major and Bristol Myers Squibb called you and said, "Hey, I understand you're doing some really good chemistry stuff. We want you to come and be in our R and D department. I don't care if you haven't graduated. Then you go." I've seen real genius. I saw that guy. There you go. He made the laser and the whole thing. That with dude, the Val Kilmer, and whatever. All. Yeah, I mean, I I'm it. just saying. Uh, I think there's something underlying we don't know about Geno Stone. We, I just looked at a mock draft today. Tristan Wirfs is in top 10, and AJ's in the top 15. They, they got to go. They got to go. We haven't heard, but they got to go. And if they don't go, oh, my gosh, thank you for being either. And the, the only way they don't go, this is this is my opinion. I've watched both these guys play, obviously, uh, for the last three years, right? They like to have fun, and they're having fun playing football in Iowa. You go to the NFL, it's job. It's work. I mean, take uh, yes. freaking Matt Leinert's uh, ballroom dancing and I'm nodding. I'm in whatever, and you. I'm just saying, come back, have fun. But if either and or both of them decide to go to the NFL, they should. I, I'm not gonna. I'm, if you're no in the top fifteen, arg- no arguments. There. You gotta go. No arguments. Brandon Scherf stayed number five pick. If Worfs is number eight on that list in, right now, you gotta go. AJ hurt his knee. I mean, go. Anyway, oh. t- time for our Foundry, I hope he stays. Foundry Distillery last call. This week's Foundry, Foundry Distillery, and by the way, next week we'll be over there, 11th and Railroad, Foundry Distillery on Tuesday night at regular time. Bruce is bringing in uh, some apps. Going to have a nice time. Game watch right after the game. The topic of the last call is the national championship game. Clemson. Versus LSU. Not going with the Hawks tonight. Oh, Iowa wins tonight. Maryland. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I think. I think. I think the Hawks win by <clears throat> double digits tonight. I think. I think Friday is going to be a barn burner. Um, I hope and they the national championship. I hope they pull it out. I'm going to. I'm going to go with the Hawks by two on Friday. I was right last week. Had Penn State winning by a couple mm-hmm. points. Um, national championship game. I'm taking Clemson. And I don't know why. Trevor Lawrence hasn't lost a game since the eighth grade. <laughs> or something stupid like that. Joe Burrow is amazing. I watched so, him score seven, eight touchdowns against Oklahoma, and there was ten minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah. So I think I think the Hawks win a very close game tonight, which is distressing, but I think they're only gonna have like six guys play. 
Maybe you know, seven. seven. Seven guys, that's their rotation tonight. Connor will play a little here and there. Frederick sits tonight, I'm pretty sure. I think the Hawks get Frederick back on Friday night. If they don't, they lose easily. If CJ comes back and can play on Friday night, I think they win the game on Friday night. You think there's well. any chance Patrick comes back and plays? I don't know. What's I mean, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine him being effective. But if he's going to, tonight, tonight, they're going to put him in there. So watch tonight to see if he plays. Because if he does, because they got to get him, they get his feet wet, right? He's Well, I, I don't mean, care what you call the guys from Maryland. There's some big dudes that play for Maryland. How's that? I don't want to. They're don't very. Call they're it. very big. They're very athletic. I don't want to be called and, and, and any the, kind of calling good, anybody. They got very, some big guys. And they're physical. Big physical guys play for Maryland. And I don't want to get in trouble for saying that, but they do. And Patrick McCaffrey is it's not going to be accurate able, description. Right, is not going to be able to handle that if he doesn't at least get a, a little bumping around tonight with some guys who are closer I, to his size. I was asking. I don't think he's going to play. I mean, I don't either. I don't either. But it, it, now who do you got on Monday? I, I, I got Clemson, too. I think you're right. I, I think Clemson snuck around the whole year. I haven't watched them hardly at all because it's so boring. They play in the, the worst conference in college football. Second that, worst. Second worst. Sorry, the Big 12 is the worst. Um, One in five and bowl. Big 12 is the worst. They play in the second worst conference, but there's no interest locally, so I don't watch hardly at all. Right. When I did watch them, they were thoroughly unimpressive to me because they were beating up on bad teams or not beating up on them. And then I watched them play Ohio State, and I went, Wow, that was the best football game we'll watch. Well, I don't know. Maybe Monday night. Monday night might yeah. beat that. So, but that was an incredible and, football and game. Trevor Lawrence, is and it that was good. so physical and so exciting. Uh, are they dog? Yeah, they're dog getting five. Five. Yeah. There's a kiss of death. Ridge likes them. Uh, sorry. Yep. Don't take them. <laughs> don't take them because because I, I agree with you. I I think the that's total seventy in that game. I don't think there's any way it gets there. You don't think thirty-five, thirty-five? No. <laughs> both t- both teams have defense. I'll take that bet with you. All right. I'll take that bet with you. You got next week's tab. <laughs> what? Next week's tab for, for, the, okay. for the total. I got the under. Next week's tab for the total. If it's right. 70, it's a push. Sounds good. I'm with you. I got that. Consider- Join it. Don't yeah. forget to come next week yes. to, come the to the Foundry. Yes. Join us over there at the Foundry. Or if you want to, 1700 right here. 1700 the champ for the Hawkeye Huddle. That's Brett Ridge. I'm Dave Creighton, Jr. (laughs) And we're out.